Blog Talk Radio.
welcome to Prayer International Radio. This is our Monday night broadcast. I'm your co-host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog. And we are here for two hours of prayer and intercession, worshiping Jesus Christ, the risen Savior, and spending time in His presence. And we're going to start off with a prayer request for Jonathan in Detroit, who sent us an email from our website. And Jonathan needs God's favor for a job that he's starting. And and he's married with um, a couple of young children. Father, your word declares... Then a man will play in his ways, and the Lord directs his steps. And you said, the steps of the righteous are order of the Lord. So, Father, I ask, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, that you would grant, Father, unmerited favor, Father, Lord, that your favor... Father, would it be abundant in his life? Lord, that he would be blessed coming in. That Jonathan would be blessed going out, Father. And we declare that he is the head and not the tail, Father. Above and not beneath, Father. Lord, that your blessing would overtake him, Father. That your blessing would overshadow him, Father. That you would provide the manna in times of need, Lord. Your word declares that in the Psalms by David, that I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread, Father. So, Lord, I pray for favor in his job, Lord. Father, that you would establish him, Father, that you would give him discernment and wisdom, Father, in how to conduct his affairs, Father, worthy of you, Lord, that you would be glorified, Father, and that he would be an example of you to those people he's working with, Father, to those people he's coming in contact with, Lord. Father, that you would make him your voice, even in the marketplace, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we can be a witness not only in churches and not only among those who are Christians, but, you know, among also those in our daily lives, even those who don't know the Lord, we can still be in examples, and not just by preachings, but by, by showing the love of Christ to people and by having the character of Christ to people, because they can actually tell the difference. And, you know, Jesus said that he didn't come to call the righteous to, sal- to, to salvation, but the sinners, and he said that the people who are well have no need for a physician. And you'll find that most people who need the Lord won't be in churches. They'll be out in the streets and they'll be out in the marketplaces and they'll be on your job. And the biggest impact that we can have at times is not among those who already believe as we are, but among those in this world, which is the exact same people that we're called to be ministers to and be representatives of Jesus to. So, Father, bless Jeffrey, Lord. Father, give him an abundance of favor. Father, let your will be done in his life, Father. Let your will be done in his job, Father. 
Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in his child. Glorify Jesus in his life and in his family, Father. Let them be established, Father, in your word, Father, rooted and grounded in your word, Lord. Father, let them know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, Father. Let them be filled with your presence, Jesus. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. And we have a chat room open if you need prayer. If you don't have access to a telephone, our call in the, I mean our email address is prayerinternational at gmail dot com. And we will be back in just a second.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. And I'm not sure exactly where to start tonight. Actually, I do. Um, I had some friends over tonight, and we had this really long conversation about hearing the voice of God. And one of my friends had made mention that he didn't always feel comfortable speaking to people if he wasn't completely convinced that everything he said came exactly from God, which is true, and that we need to be very careful in the words that we use um, because people are watching us everywhere we go, everything we do. We are ambassadors to Christ. And the Bible says that we're ambassadors of reconciliation, reconciling the world unto God through Christ Jesus. And, you know, if you don't think that the world is watching us, they are. The world that is slowly trying to remove the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ is constantly watching all of our actions and watching to see what we'll do and how we'll react and whatever situation is at hand. And so it's always important for us to, in everything we do in word or deed, to do it as if we're doing it unto the Lord. And, you know, whether that's our job or whether that's just the way we act when we're in front of other people. And it's not that we have to live a perfect life because we're by no means perfect. But there's a difference that comes with people who spend time in the presence of God. And there's a noticeable difference that comes in our character and comes in our heart and comes in the way we act. And not necessarily in the way we act, but who we are. There's a notable, I mean, one thing we talked about tonight was that, you know, there's the verse in the Bible that says, they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. You know, where it says the word of their testimony, it's a really powerful couple of words, because it actually is very all-encompassing. And, you know, we've talked a lot about how the Bible states that God spoke into our lives, even when we were still in our mother's rooms, and God spoke and gave us purpose and and declared that we had a future and that we had a hope, and declared his purpose over our lives. But even with that purpose and our hope, we still have to live the life. And there's still trials and there's still tribulations and there's still obstacles. And, you know, there's there's good days and there's bad days and there's um, struggles that we all will have in growing into the fullness of the knowledge of the Lord. And, you know, there is a testimony that we all have from knowing him that is completely unique to a testimony that anybody else will have because the way the Lord deals with you is personal and it's about a it literally is a personal relationship that you have with the lord um the relationship i have with my wife is completely different than the relationship she has with her children each one of them and i have four and so we've learned that as parents we can never treat all four of our children the same because all four of them are completely different. They have complete, completely different personalities. They have completely different emotions, completely different desires. And the father deals with us personally on completely different levels. And so the things that we've gone through are unique to our lives. And those create a testimony 
to the working of the Father in our lives and how he has moved and how he has shaped us and formed us and transformed us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Um, there's the verse in Corinthians that says that we behold in us in a mirror the glory of the Lord are to be transformed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And what that means is as we behold Jesus, who is the glory, the express image of the glory of God, as we behold him, as we spend time with him, as we spend time in his word, we are gradually changed from glory to glory into his image and into his, into his character. The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. And, you know, I think in a way that you get to the point in your relationship with him that you start seeing that you start thinking alike, that your thought process becomes like his thought process because you know him so well, because you spend so much time in the Word, that the Word transforms you and renews your mind so that you have the mind of Christ. And so that at times you can speak to people in your day-to-day -day life, and you can be speaking the words of the Father without even realizing you're speaking the words of the Father because the words that you speak that come from your heart are coming, and it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when you have the word of God in your heart, and like David said, your word I've hid in my heart that I would not sin against you. And when you have the word of the Father living inside of you, it becomes a living well of water springing into eternal life. And when you have that word inside of you, you actually speak forth that word. And that word, which comes from the Father, and, and you know, the Bible says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. And we have this living revelation of Jesus Christ, and this Word is living and powerful. And when we have this Word inside of us, we naturally speak it to those around us. And those words are literally the words of Jesus. And so sometimes when we're speaking to people, whether it's our friends and family or the people we work with, we can speak the words of, of God without actually even necessarily quoting the scripture because we have the mind of Christ and we have the heart of Christ. Um, something that me and my friends talked about tonight is, you know, the only thing better than having the mind of Christ is having the heart of Christ, which in some ways they're one and the same. But in the end, the words of God always take you back to the heart of the Father, which is love. And it's the message that he has preached from the very beginning with Adam and Eve all the way into this present time in which we have seen the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the, and the fullness of the mystery which God had hidden from the foundation of the world that was revealed in these last days where the Father revealed his plan to bring forth his son as a savior into the world, to demonstrate his present time as love for the world. And we become living vessels and living represent, representations of this word. You know, we, we say this over and over again, but the Bible declares that we are living epistles. We are, like the Bible is literally, in some of the books of the Bible, those are epistles, and they're like chapters of a novel. And we become chapters in this novel that the Father has of his love for the world. And each individual chapter is unique. And the fact is the Father has literally written upon our hearts his words. There's this verse I was reading in Jeremiah 32, 33, that says, But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. 
I will put my law in their minds, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. And, you know, <laughs> I've been wanting to get to a point where me and Chris could actually spend time sharing our testimony. And, which are both completely unique. And, you know, I didn't start off going to church, and I didn't grow up in a church family. I grew up with parents who perhaps watched um, ministers on television. My parents at the time um, believed that as long as you lived right and you did good things, that that was all that it would take to get to heaven. I remember many times my mother would say that if we don't act better, then none of us will make it to heaven. And I never comprehended, I never understood the grace of the Father. And I, I may have mentioned it before that I don't think it was until a couple of years after I got saved that I actually realized how much I really needed a Savior. But, you know, I started off and at a very young age, when I was about eight or nine years old, one of our punishments as children was sitting in a corner. And as a kid, and I don't know if you ever have children, and you just put them in the corner and time out. And I think when I was growing up, our um, it wasn't a couple minutes, but it was a couple days. And none of the stuff I'm, I'm saying is in any way, I'm not saying in reflection on my parents, because, you know, it was by the grace of the God that the father placed me with the people I was with and the mother and father I had, which were the most amazing parents I could ever comprehend. And it was because of them that I, that my life was dedicated unto the father. But back then, so we used to sit in the corner for literally our punishment would be like days at a time with breaks off and on and Back then, I was really scared of the dark, and um, like some kids are. And I remember one time, and I may have said this before, I had actually, way before I was saved, just a little kid, and I didn't know anything about anything. But I remember sitting in the corner and reading the Bible, because we had this big family Bible. And I'm completely bored, sitting in the dark, and I'm flipping through this Bible because I have nothing else to do. And I remember I used to always stare out, the, stare out the window and look at the light. And somehow inside of me, I knew there was a God. I don't know how, but I knew there was a God, whether it's because I heard there was a God and I just believed it. Because, you know, the Bible always talks about the childlike faith. And Jesus always talked about how children, and it was through children that God perfected praise. And that children have this, and it even says, you know, we all must become as children and enter the kingdom of God. And it's because, you know, children have this simple faith, and they just believe what they're told, and they accept it for what they're told. And so when the Father says something, they just believe it. And um, because they don't know any better but to trust Him, which is the way we should be with the Father. But as we get older, we sort of lose sight of that, and we start trying to make our own judgments and our own decisions when we try to figure out what our parents says. Even now, my um, 
my oldest son, who is 15, questions everything we say. And so we have to try to give him an explanation and try to explain it to him. But, you know, with a father, sometimes we just have to trust him with what he says, regardless of what happens, because we just need to be obedient to him. Because, you know, the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. And so anyway, I'm sitting and reading this family Bible, and I flip to this verse in the New Testament, and Paul's talking, and it said, Paul called to be an apostle to Apostle is Jesus Christ according to the gospel. And it had in big parentheses, God offers sinful people eternal life. G-O-S-P-E-L. And I looked back in that Bible years later when I was growing up and it wasn't there anymore. And I literally searched every book of that Bible trying to find it and it just was not there. And so as far as I know, that was the first vision I, and probably like the only vision I have ever had in my entire life. But the point was, is that even in the beginning, God had his hand on me. And like he does with most of us, um, if we look back on our life, we can always see the places where God has done miraculous things, where he has moved us and protected us and kept his hand upon us. Sort of like with Moses, when Moses was in the cleft of the rock. God had provided a way to protect him and to shadow him. And God shadows us with his hand to preserve us. You know, Jesus said that the, that I know who are mine and the enemy cannot snatch them away. And so even from an, an early age and on through our lives, we can see where the Father has done things in our lives to protect us and preserve us and to mold us and shape us into his image which is not without trials and things. And, you know, as we discussed before, even with, like, the children of Israel, you know, the Bible says these things were written for our learning and that we see the example of these people who have gone before us. And not only were these things for our example, but we see that in their own lives they had to go through trials and tribulations because in the trials and in the tribulations was where they developed patience and they developed obedience. You know, the Bible says that Jesus learned obedience, like obedience through suffering. And you know, sometimes it's through those trials and tribulations that we actually learn the character of God. And if it wasn't for those trials and tribulations, at times we wouldn't understand the patience of God and we wouldn't understand the faithfulness of God. That He is our strength. And the Bible says that. He said to Paul, my grace is sufficient and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And if we didn't have time of weakness, we would never under completely understand what it's like to have him as our strength. And so, I mean, flash forward many years. Um, in high school, um, I got saved because of some random girl who was reading her Bible in the gym at my high school. And it fascinated me that someone was so bold to be sitting there reading a Bible. And I just happened to be in the in this gym at the right place at the right time to run across this girl, and I got saved. And I had this amazing period of time in my life where I was in church um, nonstop. There was revivals going on. We had um, an evangelist from South Africa named Rodney Howard Brown, who was in the church. And so we had church services 
like literally like twice a day for six months and then another couple months and so I spent the majority of my early Christian life literally on fire, nonstop in the presence of God and it was unbelievable. I mean, I was seeing miracles and I was seeing signs of wonders and I was constantly in the presence of God and then I immediately left there and went to a Christian school where once again I was completely immersed in the presence of God where we had worship 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then I left school and then, uh, um, as you would say, the whole world fell apart. Because all this time of me being in church and all this time of me um, experiencing the presence of God in a corporate sense and being around Christians and believers, I had never learned to develop my own relationship with God. I had never learned that quiet place of me and him, something that was set apart from the world and set apart from the things of the world. And, you know, it's great to be in a corporate environment where, because there's a, there's a difference between a corporate anointing and a personal anointing. And, you know, the corporate anointing is unbelievable because, you know, the Bible talks about us having unity of the spirit and becoming one. And, um, with each other and even the disciples in the upper room it says they were gathered together in one place in one accord with the sole purpose of seeking the Father and seeking Jesus and even the Bible says when we're gathered together in his name he is there in the midst of us and so there's an amazing sense of having this corporate presence of the Father and you know the Bible says iron sharpens iron and when we're around other Christians, it actually increases our confidence and increases our faith from sharing with those people who are of like mind and of like faith with us. But aside from that, there also needs to be this time of personal relationship with the Father, which is one thing I had never developed. And so immediately when I left the situation of being protected and preserved as like almost as in a bubble, well, then I was faced with the reality that there's a real world out there and there's real people. And, you know, I think at times there's a couple different kinds of Christians. There are those people who are at the bottom of the mountain among all the people and they never leave those people to go to the top of the mountain to hear from the Father. And they spend time in his presence. And then there's people, those people who spend all their time in the presence of God and never come down the valley and to where the people are. And, you know, we should always be somewhere in the middle. We should be on one side, it should be this world, and the other side should be the Father. So we're constantly in his presence and constantly out among the people telling them about the love of the Father. And so when I finally came into the world for the first time, when I was probably like 23 years old, I didn't know how to handle it because I, I had all the faith in the world from what I had learned as far as reading and studying the Word of God, but I never had practical experience of actually having to live my faith. And so it wasn't soon, so soon, very soon after that, that literally I started falling away from the Father. And it wasn't that I had made a conscious decision, okay, God, I'm not going to serve you anymore. But then all of a sudden, all the desires of the flesh that I had never realized became apparent to me. And then I started learning those struggles that people normally have. And so there was a period of time where I literally, I never, I didn't, 
in any way as far as my words declare that I was walking away from him, but my actions didn't support the words that were coming out of my out of my mouth. And my actions didn't follow the words that I claimed I believed. And so it was a few days later, a years later, by the grace of God, that he literally transformed my heart. And, you know, through that experience, I learned the difference between what it was like to have him and not have him. Because even though he was always present, something me and my friends were talking about tonight is that, you know, we don't always realize it and we don't always understand completely the fact that he's always with us. It says in Hebrews that first, since we are so surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily besets us. But I mean, and the, there's the verse in Psalms, this is where can I go from your spirit and where can I feel from your presence? But literally 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wherever, wherever we are night and day, his presence is with us. And if we can get to the place where we actually keep in our mind and understand that his presence is always with us, it will transform our entire lives because every action, everything we do, and every word we'll say will be done with the knowledge that the presence of the living God is in our midst. Then we go out and we talk to our friends, we talk to our neighbors, and we talk to people at our jobs. And it's not it's no longer just us talking to our friends and those people, it's the fact that we're talking to those people with the presence of the living God is with us. And he always is. We just don't always remember that. And so, you know, through my life I have this testimony and it, it's all summed up in the faithfulness of the Father. And there's a verse in the Bible, I don't honestly remember where it's at, but it says, even if we're unfaithful, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. And you know, the Father, when he speaks the word over our lives, he's adamant that he's going to fulfill that word in our lives. And he declares the word in our lives. And his word, like it says in Isaiah, will not return to him void. And he speaks into our lives of, I mean, to prosper us and for us to have good success. And Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And the Father will constantly work. And the Holy Spirit will constantly lead us into that place of peace and that place of rest. But, you know, sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes there's going to be trials and there's going to be tribulations. And there's going to be times where we go the opposite way of the way that the Holy Spirit leading us, whether it's because we just don't understand or we don't understand his leading or because we just flat out feel like we don't want to do whatever it is that we feel like the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. But it's through those things that we develop character. Because, you know, the Lord takes us and he takes us as a like marble, like a marble stone and he starts chiseling away in our lives from the time that we first come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he starts chiseling away. And it's not a quick process. If you watch an artist who molds clay or stone or anything else, it's never a quick process. It's always a slow process. 
And it's a very precise process where he chisels away one piece here and then another piece there. And, you know, sooner or later, this shape starts to become something that you can recognize. And in the end, it becomes the image of the Father. It becomes becomes something that's a representation of the Father. And we are all being transformed into the image of the Father by glory to glory. And the reason I say all this is to say that every single one of us have a testimony that is unique to ourselves. This is about how the Father has interacted in our life and given us grace and given us mercy. And, you know, it's those very testimonies that the world needs to hear because the world doesn't need to hear that everything's perfect and the world doesn't need to hear that we have it all together because, you know what, we really don't. But in reality, we're all um, in some way flawed and we've all had issues and we've all had sins and we've all had obstacles and things we struggle with. And But it's those the the way that the Father has actually drawn us through the rivers. There, there's a verse that says um, that the waters will not overflow you. And the Father is faithful to pull us out of the miry clay and set our, our feet upon a rock. And, it, you know, it's those testimonies that the world needs to hear that they understand that we are just like they are, except for that we have have received the knowledge of the love of the Father. That is the same love of the Father that he has for them. And so whether or not you feel like you have anything to share and whether or not you feel like the Lord has done anything at all in your life that is of any significance for people, the reality is your testimony is the most amazing and most powerful thing out there that there is. It's the greatest message that people can ever hear. It's the personal relationship you have with the Father. And, you know, I mean, speaking of personal relationships, you know, And I don't know if this is more of advice or anything else or just coming off of my previous conversation, but, you know, um, prayer is not always about requesting. Sometimes it's just about talking. Sometimes prayer and communion with the Father through the Holy Spirit isn't about a period of time of coming before him with a list of things that we need or that we want. And, yes, we're supposed to come and become intercessors standing on behalf of the nations, as Abraham pleaded on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we should be those same intercessors. But if there is times that prayer is nothing more than a basic relationship and communion with the Father based on normal conversation. You know, my wife tells me sometimes that we get to these periods of time where she has to remind me that I I have these really long days at times. I mean, most days are where I wake up around 5.30 in the morning and my day doesn't usually end until like midnight or 1 a.m. And so there's a whole lot that happens in my days. 
And I usually go from one thing to another to another to another, and I don't usually have much of a chance to stop in the middle. And through all these things I do throughout my day, I get home and I maybe have an hour or two to spend with my wife. And a lot of times we're both so, so worn out from work and from all the things that we've done through the day that we just sit and relax. But we never spend a lot of time talking. It's my wife will always have to remind me that I'm not sharing things with her or things will come up and I just haven't explained it to her. And, you know, the best way to develop a relationship with a father is to treat him like anybody else. Because, you know, if you if you go throughout the Bible, you realize that the father has a personality. He has emotions. He becomes great. He has joy. And, you know, you have the ability knowing that he's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wherever you're at, even if you're in the grocery store pushing your cart down the aisle. The presence of the living God is right there with you. And, you know, the daily, day-to-day, day-to-day activities are the things that he wants to hear. Because that's what a real relationship is. That, that's what bonds two people together is when they share everything. And granted, he already knows everything. That doesn't mean he doesn't want you to tell him. Anyway, this is um, Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. We have a chat room open right now. If you wanted to jump in our chat room and get prayer, um, if you can't make it to a telephone, our email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we will take a quick break, and we will be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And if you need prayer for absolutely anything, give us a call. And we're here to intercede with you and believe with you for the Father to meet you wherever your need is. Um, now I have one prayer request for David, who is seeking to hear the Father. Lord, your word declares that the Holy Spirit will take the things of Jesus and declare them unto us. And you said that no one knows the heart of the Father except for the Spirit of the Father. So, Holy Spirit, we come in agreement and ask, Father, that you would give unto David a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Father, that the eyes of his understanding would be flooded with life, that he would know what is the hope of your calling, Father. Lord, that you would open his eyes, Father, and open his ears, Father, so that he can hear, hear you clearly, Lord. Father, transform his heart. Take out the stony heart and give him a heart of flesh, Lord. Father, give him a hunger and desire and a passion for your presence, Father. Lord, that he would understand that you are an all-consuming fire in his life, Father. Lord, that you would give him confidence, Lord, and boldness, Father, to speak your words, Father, of truth, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I actually promised earlier I would tell a joke, and it's actually a sad joke and sort of a funny joke. And so I said I would tell it, and so I'm going to tell it. And so I've never actually told a joke on the radio station before, so here it goes. Um, so a mother's driving her kids to church one day, and all of a sudden she's like, you know, so, children, why do we need to be really quiet when we get to church? And this little girl piped up from the back seat and says, because people are sleeping. And that's pretty much the joke. And, you know, it's it's funny and sad at the same time that some churches, and, you know, churches are good, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with churches in general, Except that there should be a period of time where we stop addressing Jesus in the third person. You know, we talk about the presence of God and we talk about believing the word of God to be true. And, you know, the word declares that the Holy Spirit always is always in our presence. And there should come a point in time that we address him as such and that we can pray and we can commune with the Holy Spirit even in the midst of a congregation or, or in our Bible studies or in our homes. And even being at the dinner table, talk to the Father as if he was actually there, which he is. And it seems like a really weird concept to be sitting at the dinner table and talk to the Father of all heaven and the earth as if he's in a room. But, you know, in actuality, yes. And, you know, there... What people really need is the presence of the Father. Because it's in the presence of the Lord that we're actually changed. You know, the Bible says in 
where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And it's that same presence of the Holy Spirit that we carry about in these vessels that the Bible says that we are vessels and that we are a temple being built together for a dwelling place of God and the Spirit. And, you know, I noticed something. And this is going to sound really weird. And this may be just be a theory, but I'm going to put it out there anyway because I know there's a lot of you pastors out there listening. So if I'm completely wrong, you can just email us and tell me I'm completely crazy. But I've noticed when people get into a service and they set their heart and mind on just worshiping him. And it's not about anybody else. That there is a change in the atmosphere when we invite him in. And it's just about him. And, you know, I think <clears throat> me and Chris have talked at times about cultivating the presence and the atmosphere for the presence of the Father. And that even in our homes, we can actually cultivate an atmosphere that invites his presence in and makes it comfortable. We can, you know, Chris is a prayer room. And this room is literally the only purpose this room in this house has is just for prayer. And I remember one time one of my friends, um, I had gone to her house to help her move. And I walked past this one room. And the second I walked past this room, I was like almost knocked to my feet because I sensed his presence. And I had asked her if that's the room she prayed in, and she told me it was. Because she spent so much time praying in that room that there was literally the fragrance of his presence there. You know, when Peter was walking down the street and his shadow touched people and those people got healed, it wasn't because Peter turned to them and said some amazing words or gave them some lesson about the blood of Jesus or about anything else. It was just the fact that he had cultivated a relationship with God, that the part that he realized the presence of the Lord was always with him. And he, he conducted his life in such a way to honor the presence of the Father that was always with him. So that that very presence that was always with him overshadowed him and affected everything around him, whether he realized it or not. And, you know, we have the ability as people, men and women, and normal people, I mean, we are so normal people that serve an extraordinary God. And we have the ability, even in our own households, to create a presence and to create, a, I mean, create an environment for his presence that honors his presence. And he gives room for his presence and gives way for his presence, gives him the authority and gives him the ability to do pretty much whatever he wants. So this allows us the presence to dwell and even in our households. And so, you know, we need, even in our churches, you know, I've seen churches where 
some people would claim they're dead. But I think there's not necessarily any dead churches, but there's churches that the Father has spoken life into. And they just haven't come to the full fruit of the plans and purposes of the Father. And, you know, I think you can go into churches that don't even necessarily understand the presence of the Father, and you can pray for those churches and speak life into those churches and change the very atmosphere of those churches, even with our worship of the Father. And that we can carry about the presence of the Lord. I mean, the Bible already declares we carry about the aroma of Jesus Christ with us wherever we go. And even into our churches, we can carry about that presence and create a change in the very atmosphere around us based on the presence of the Lord. And, it's, you know, it's never about us, but it's about Him. But, you know, if you spend a lot of time, you know, when when you're a parent like I am, you always tell your children that, like that old saying, which when I was a kid I thought it was really stupid, but it turns out it's actually true. Um, but you always tell your kids you, that you are who you hang out with, and if you hang out with certain people, you're going to act like them. Well, you know, if you spend all your time hanging out with Jesus, you're going to start acting like Jesus. You're going to start giving. And you're going to start blessing people. And you're going to start loving people, no matter what. And you won't be able to help it. It'll become natural, and you won't even understand where it came from. But it's because you've spent time in the presence of the king. And that's what he's like. And when you spend time in his presence, you can't help but become like him. And it's it's not about us. It's not about anything that we could do. It's about him. And there's just such a transformation that comes when we are willing to set aside our lives and parts of our lives and give it unto him and to literally spend time into his presence. You know, um, I was reading up and watching some documentaries on Olympic and people who, like, work in the Olympics and, you know, the athletes who are involved in the Olympics. And, you know, you see these people who are trained, at, even when they're, like, really young, like four or five and six years old, their parents start putting them in like these exercises and they start giving them coaches and stuff, even though, you know, we have the most amazing coach, which is the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the Bible says that we don't need any, it says the same Holy, the same Spirit that dwells in you will teach you concerning all things and the same Holy Spirit, the race Christ Jesus from the dead will take this word of God and he'll actually declare it and make it alive unto us and reveal Jesus to us through it. But, you know, these little kids have coaches, and they they spend all this time perfecting skills and habits that gets them to the place that they can perform in the world. And we, too, as people who are representatives of the, of the living Father, should, in the same way, treat our relationship with the Father as such. You know, Chris always makes mention that he treats prayer like a job. And, you know, we we go to our jobs, and if you still like your job, you treat your job and you're very careful with your job as far as you want to do everything just right because you don't want to get fired because you don't have any money. But also because you want to impress your boss and you want to get promotions or whatever else. And, you know, 
Chris always mentions that he, him and his wife, Tracy, treat prayer as a job. And the, far, and the fact that whenever it comes down to prayer and spending time in prayer, they treat it with the same reverence that they would a, a job, and they can take it uh, and they consider it to have the same importance as a job. And so we in our lives should literally take our relationship with the Father and treat it as such, and our time that we spend with Him and the time that we spend in, in the Word as literally almost like a job where literally we are not only joining in to a communion and a covenant and a partnership with the Father who created heaven and earth, but also we're bringing forth a, trans, a transformation not only in our lives, but in the lives of every single person that we will ever come in contact with. Because, you know, if you don't spend any time with him, then the only thing you'll really have to share is the things that you already know or the things that the world has to offer. But when we spend time with him and we let the Holy Spirit impart wisdom and revelation into our lives of the risen Savior, we have that living water that we can impart into this world, which, you know, will transform this world and it'll transform the environment around us. You know, it'll start with your family and those people closest to you. And you'll start making a difference in people's lives every single place you go. And you don't even have to try. It'll become a natural byproduct of your relationship with the Father. You know, I think I mentioned it before. I heard once that the stars and the universe and all of creation. And I, you know, I spent a lot of time looking at different NASA websites, looking at the all these different pictures that telescopes like the Hubble take of the universe. And you know, some of the universes and stars and things that these telescopes nowadays can picture are breathtaking. The very things that the Father has created. And I heard once that all these things that the that has been have been created, which the Bible declares that all things were created through him and for him. <clears throat> that is Jesus, that literally all these things were, were a byproduct of the relationship with the Father and his son Jesus Christ. And in the same way, when we spend time with him without even trying to be anything special and without trying to impress anybody or anything else, the very byproduct of our relationship with the Father will be love and joy and peace and righteousness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And all the fruits of the Spirit will literally become byproducts of our relationship with Him and the very expression of our relationship with Him will create life everywhere we go. And so this is um, Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, please give us a call. Um, we have a chat room open. If you need immediate prayer and can't make it to a telephone number, our um, email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com, and we will be right back.
All right. Well, praise God. This is another edition of Prayer International Radio. This is Face to Face. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'm filling in where Sean Holmberg is leaving off. Basically, he picked up the first half, and uh, as usual, I'm picking up the second. So I'll be your host for about the next 45 minutes. And, of course, feel free to call in if you need prayer, have any questions, comments, concerns. We're at 619-638-8458. We have a chat room open. You can get in the chat room. Quite a few people in there tonight. God bless everybody in the chat room. We're praying for everyone in there. And so a lot of ministers, a lot of new people in there tonight. And, of course, a few return visitors. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are giving God praise. We're giving God praise. That's right. And uh, if you want to give Him praise, we just—that's really what we're talking about tonight. You know, just being thankful, being appreciative learning to have the right attitude and attitude of gratitude when it comes to the Father. You know, there's so many things in life we can be thankful for. And even though we're hard-pressed on every side, even though we go through trials and temptations and tribulations and circumstances, sometimes we just walk through pure hell. The fact that we can testify, we can talk about how the Lord got us through it. How the Lord's sustaining us. Or what the Lord's done for us. You know, we need to remember, especially in this Passover season, just exactly what the blood of Christ has done for us. Just exactly what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And we need to remember, continually look, What the Lord has done, praise God. Well, hallelujah. Let's get into the Word of God a little bit. Then we're going to get into some prayer. We just ask that the Holy Spirit would open up your eyes to behold the Word of Truth, that your spiritual ears would be open, that your heart would be sensitive to His voice. You know, a lot of times we go through life with layers around our hearts. We allow our hearts to be hardened. And the Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring forth the issues of life. And in the process of trying to guard our hearts, sometimes we actually harden our hearts. And when we do that, a lot of times it's, keeps us from hearing God. It keeps us from being sensitive. It keeps us from feeling the move of the Spirit of God in our lives. And even with religion, you know, religion can't stop in your heart. In fact, a lot of times religion, in the traditional sense of the word, can dull your spirit. 
but having an encounter with God, having an encounter with the Holy Spirit, having an ongoing life-giving relationship that is spirit-to-spirit, heart-to-heart. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about a textbook religion, although we do believe in the Bible. As you know, we'll teach the Bible. But if all of our Bible teaching and all of our Bible reading and all of our morality does not continually lead us you see, religion's big on morality. Religion's big on tradition. Religion is big on what's the word? Pattern. Pattern. When we say tradition, getting in a, a mold or a grind of doing things a certain way. We're not talking about that. We're talking about having a living, active, breathing relationship with God through the Holy Spirit that you can enter into by His blood, by the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. And it's not about just reading the Bible and going to Sunday trying to be a good person, although some of those things at times are good. We're talking about a communion, a communication, a heart-to-heart encounter with God. So, you know, when we talk about the Word of God, realize we're not here to lift up a certain denomination. We're not here to lift up a certain religion. We are preaching Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. And there's one spirit in the earth, that's the spirit of truth. His name is the Holy Spirit, who is also the spirit of Christ. And there's one God who fills all in all. There's one God who created the heavens and the earth. His name is Jehovah, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Before all things were made, he existed. That is what we are preaching. We are declaring the kingdom of God is coming. We are declaring the kingdom of God is coming, and it's not just coming in in the wisdom of man. It's not just coming in in itching ears doctrine. It's not just coming in a lot of teaching and hocus-pocus hoopla. The kingdom of God is coming in power demonstration. And God is revealing himself by his spirit to those who are willing, to those who are hungry to those that will receive him. You'll receive him tonight. If you'll receive of his spirit, if you'll partake of him, and if you already know him, if you'll just allow him to 
control your life, if you'll just allow him to guide and lead and manifest himself and encounter you. He wants to encounter you. And he wants you to want to encounter him. He desires that. He desires to be with his people. He inhabits the praise of his people. That's that's where he inhabits. That's where he dwells. And the praise of God excites God. The prayer invites God. Praise excites God. Hallelujah. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'm your host uh, for the next the next half hour, a little more. So, so tonight we're just boasting in the Lord. Tonight we're not, like I said, we're not lifting up a man-made religion. We're not lifting up a theology or some man's doctrine. We're lifting up the doctrine of Jesus Christ. We're preaching the message of the kingdom. We're preaching the kingdom of God. We're declaring. The kingdom of God is coming near to you. And that you will be confronted by this kingdom. You will be confronted by the living God. And the Bible says that every knee will bow. There's a day that's coming. Where every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Listen, every knee under heaven... Above heaven, in heaven, under the earth, in the earth. Doesn't matter. Every knee, every knee, every tongue will confess. And you'll either do it now or you'll do it later. And praise God. And the thing that we have to understand is if you're a child of God, See, a lot of times we say confessing Jesus just applies to what we call salvation or confessing Jesus and asking Jesus in our heart. We've all heard those phrases in those terms. We've all heard those phrases and those terms. But see, when we confess Jesus, we we confess the Lord, receive the Lord in our lives, we don't just need to confess his salvation. We need to learn how to confess his provision. You see, his salvation covers our sins, the benefit of our sins. And we're going to get into Psalm 100. In Psalm 103, let me just read it so we have a good foundation here. Let's go to Psalm 103. 
Psalm 103. All right, so it says, and I love this one, and I'm going to talk about it a lot. We're just going to talk a little bit about it, but we can go all the way through it again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. He satisfies your mouth with good things. That your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known the ways, his ways, he made known his ways to Moses. You know, Brother Sean loves to talk about Moses. I love it. God made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. You see, even though God does reward sin, and he does return you know, evil for evil, so to speak. There's many times when God is merciful. There's many times when God covers those sins, when God covers those situations. But on the same note, I will say that we need to remember sometimes sin brings forth consequences. Even though God may cover it, even though God may be merciful, even though God may... Work out the mess that it brings. Sometimes it still brings a mess. So Psalm 103 says, verse 11, For the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, he has removed our transgressions from us. Like a father pitieth his children, for the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembers that we are but dust. As for man, his days are grass, as the flower of the field, so he flourishes. For as the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall be no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. And his righteousness unto children's children. To such as keep his covenant. And to those that remember his commandments to do them, the Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength and do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless ye the Lord, all his works, all his works, in all places, in his dominion. Bless the Lord on my soul. Alright. So we're blessing the Lord. 
serving God and we're killing our souls. Look, David told us so, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. We're going back to verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. When you're downcast, when you're trodden, when you can't seem to rejoice and you can't seem to get it together, begin to speak to your soul. Begin to speak to your inner man. Begin to speak to your emotions. Begin to speak to yourself. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you have to bless your soul. You see, the word bless means to be endued with power for success. It's one of the meanings. To be endued, to bless, to be endued with for success. When you're speaking of blessings, you're saying, hey, be endued with power for success. Be anointed by the God, by the Holy Spirit of God to be a success. When someone says that person is blessed, it means that person is, is successful. That person stands above the crowd. That person is a person of influence. That person is a person of favor. Great stature, whatever the case is, because that person is blessed of the Lord. So he redeems, let's go back, forget not his benefits. We were talking about his benefits tonight, his, his benefits. He forgives, he forgives, he forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. You say, why are you going back to this? Because I want you to get it into your head, get it into your heart, get it into your spirit, so that when the enemy lies to you and the enemy comes at you one way, you can begin to take the word of the Lord and the high praise of God in your mouth and you can begin to bless the Lord and you can begin to bless your soul and you can begin to encourage yourself the Lord and you can begin to remind yourself of what his word says and you can begin to remind yourself of who you are in him, your identity in him. And you can remind yourself that greater is he that is within you than he that's within the world. That the Lord is in you to want to do of his good pleasure. And that if God be for you, who can be against you? Listen, you can begin to remind yourself of who he is. He is good. He is good. He is worthy. Develop that attitude of gratitude. Develop that heart of praise. God, he just wants to love on you and reveal himself to you. And even if you've been doing this 20, 30, 40 years, maybe you've only been doing it one, two, three, four years or a couple months, maybe you have no clue what I'm talking about and what I'm saying just seems so far-fetched. And that's all right. But you know, the Lord says, call unto me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things. Call unto me. He says, call unto me. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. Ask me and I'll give you the ends of the earth for your possession. 
ask me, and I'll reveal things to you that are the secrets and the mysteries. See, he revealed, we read, he revealed his ways. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. And if you'll seek him, he'll make known his ways to you. He says, call unto me and I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not know. And if there's things you need to know tonight, there's one you can call on. His name is Jesus. There's things you need to know tonight. You need to ask the spirit of truth to reveal truth to you. See, God is a spirit. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. God is not a man that he should lie down with he formed he came down in the form of a man to show us how to live. To show us it was possible. And not only do that, but then to take away the sin. Take away the shame. Take away the sickness. Take away the pain. Look. You don't have to live with it. You don't have to live with sickness or shame. You don't have to live with sin or pain in your life. You don't have to. You can choose to. But you don't have to. Because the Lord has made a provision. He is Jehovah Makadesh. He is Jehovah He is the Lord that sanctifies. And the Lord that is your righteousness. See, Psalm 55 Psalm 55 says, The weapon formed or fashion against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you will be condemned. For this is the inheritance of the children of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. See, God says, Our righteousness is people. Our good works are filthy rags. But it's His righteousness, it's His holiness, it's His character. See, apart from Christ, we can do nothing. From Christ, we can do nothing. But the Bible says that we can do all things besides. He says he strengthens us. So we're just saying, hey, he crowns your love, loving kindness, and tender mercy. Satisfies your mouth with good things. Do you need your youth renewed? Then bless the Lord. Do you need your life satisfied? Do you need your soul satisfied? Then bless the Lord. Do you need loving kindness and tender mercies in your life? Then bless the Lord. Do you need to be redeemed from destruction? Bless the Lord. Do you need to be healed of disease? Do you need to be healed in your body? Praise the living God. Look. It's what it's about. See, we put on the garment of praise to come against the spirit of heaviness. Uh, you'll hear me say this. There's, there's a warfare in worship. There's a weapon of praise. There's a weapon of warfare that we have. 
It's the garment of praise. It's praise. It's the high praises of God in our mouth. It defeats the enemy. It defeats the enemy. Praise Jesus. This is Prayer International Radio. Gonna go to a praise break. We're gonna have a praise break. I just like having a praise break. Look, this is Prayer International Radio. You can give us a call at six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. Or check us out, www.prayerinternational.org. That's our website. We've got daily devotionals on there. If you look on the top tabs and the tabs on the right, it will get you the different things that we got going on. So just check us out. Praise the Lord. So www.prayerinternational.org. And, hey, we also uh, have an email if you need to reach us or need prayer. We're praying for people. Praise God. We're praying for people. Praying for families, praying for marriages, praying for people to have families and have marriages. Praying for people's children and parents. Praying for their ministries. Praying for their health. Praying for their finances. Just praising God that God's blessing people. Sometimes we're not even asking for stuff, you know. We're just blessing God. The benefits are going to come. If you're seeking first his kingdom, all these things will be added to you. Seek first his kingdom. Knock and the door will be opened. Ask and it shall be given.
Or we can serve our fellow man for the cause of Christ out of love, out of compassion, out of respect, out of really wanting to make a difference in the influence in the earth. You know, there's many things that we can choose. It's a coin toss. You've got two sides to every coin. You can flip it heads or tails. You can take a right or take a left. You can go forward or backward. You can go up or you can go down. That's the bottom line, yes. But you know, God says choose. You this day. And what matters, what he's concerned about. It's all said and done. Is having that relationship, just knowing him. Just knowing him. And it's not about some textbook deal. You know, hey, I love reading the Bible and, and some books, certain books, different books about God. I'm kind of selective because there's a lot of garbage out there. But you know, just allowing the reality of the Holy Spirit presence of God to infiltrate your life and to fill your life just to allow the peace and the joy of the Lord and you cannot get it through the traditions of men and you cannot get it through beating your head up against the wall through religion you cannot get an encounter with the Holy Spirit through following people or a cult or a sect or a group or whatever it is. Now there are people that gather in the name of Jesus that meet in places. There are people that gather corporately in places to, to worship and to study the word of God. And I will say that we're not confused. Listen, there's there's what I call kingdom people and there's what I call religious people. And there's a mixture of both in the church. There's a mixture of both in the organized church. And you'll run into handfuls of both. But don't let it throw you. There's a lot of kooks in the church. There's a lot of people stiff as a board in the church. There's a lot of people that are very... You know, got it together and carried themselves with the spirit of excellence in the church. There's a lot of people that are majorly in need and just don't have anything together, it doesn't seem like, in the church. But you know that the common denominator is that they're all seeking out a relationship, some type of encounter, some type of experience with God, with the living God. But you cannot judge what you see in the church. You cannot judge what people do or don't do to you and equate that to God's love and his mercy. You cannot equate that to God's spirit and his power. Now, God may move through men and women. He may speak through men and women. He may touch through men and women, heal through men and women. So, you know, you really...
have to seek out the Lord, seek out truth. And the Bible says God seeks such to worship him. And those that worship him must worship spirit and in truth. When you come to God, you must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If you're seeking first his kingdom and him, if you're allowing him to fill your life and be in you to willing to do of his good pleasure, if God before you, no one can be against you. Listen. Do you know why? If you get on this program on a regular basis, you'll hear these things come out of my mouth consistently. Is because truth sets people free. Knowing truth, practicing truth. You see, when the lies of the enemy get inside your head, when the lies of the past get inside your head and begin to work in your emotions, begin to work you over, you see, you need the light of God's word to step into your darkness. You need the truth of the situation. See, sometimes we just believe lies in our memory. But we need God to step in sometimes and bring truth into the situation. So, praise God. God's pouring out His Spirit. The Lord is moving in the earth. And God is moving in righteousness. Listen, he's turning the hearts of men and women. He's turning things around for his glory. He said in the last days, the hearts of many are going to wax cold. There are going to be evil men and evil women that, that take up authority and rise up in power. Listen, that's just the nature of the beast. That's just the nature of What's inside of people is that they they get on a power trip, they get power hungry, they they want more, they get a continual lust and a continual greed for more. But that's why the Bible says that we're to lay aside every weight, we're to cast every vain imagination down, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, we're going to pull down strongholds. Cast down vain imagination. See, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And sometimes we have to do that. We need to cast aside the things that do not agree with God. The Bible says that we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And regardless of how dark things get around us, we need to live by his light. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. His word is healing to us. His word is truth. His word brings prosperity and provision. His word brings peace and a presence. His word brings forgiveness and a freedom. 
And you need his word in your life. You need God in your life. If you know him and you have his word, look. Walk in obedience. Run after the assignment of God that he's placed, the call of God that he's placed on your life. Praise God. We're going to take a quick praise break and then we'll get back in the scene. Hallelujah. Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say
All right, praise God, we're back. Well, look, let me pray for you guys. Look, I, I see a lot of chat going on in the chat room. I want to encourage everybody to stay in there and continue to answer questions and fellowship and share and minister, get things going. Look, the bottom line is evil, good, good, evil. Hey, God is a righteous God. And the bottom line, he will set up his kingdom one day. He's going to come to judge the heaven and the earth, the living and the dead. He's going to set up his kingdom. And if you're in him, if you're in the king, if the king is in you, then you're going to have a blessed life. And so we could split hairs over doctrine and over things and evil good and why does God do this and God do that? God does whatever he pleases. The Bible says so. And so I just want to encourage everybody, seek the Lord while you may be found. Call upon him. While he is near. And we just want to bless everyone, those of you that are walking with the Lord, those of you that are in the chat room that know the Lord. God bless you. We pray God's will be done and his kingdom come in your life. Those of you that are seeking, we pray that God would reveal himself to you in a mighty way. This is Prayer International Radio. We'll be with you tomorrow night. Check us out, prayerinternational at gmail.com or www.prayerinternational.org. And we'll see you tomorrow, or we'll be with you tomorrow. And check us out on our website. God bless you guys.